Hi, my name is Shaheen Chaudhry, and welcome to How I Lead Change, a podcast about executives leading successful human-centric changes in their organizations. Welcome to our first episode of 2021. Today on our show, I'm joined by Shelley Vandenberg, President and CEO of Saskatchewan Blue Cross. Shelley joined Saskatchewan Blue Cross in 2020 as President and CEO. Shelley is a seasoned executive leader, most recently serving as President of First Calgary Financial and Legacy Financial, divisions of Connect First Credit Union. For more than 70 years, Saskatchewan Blue Cross has been committed to delivering exceptional health and wellness benefits, travel insurance, and life insurance solutions to Saskatchewan residents and employers. Saskatchewan Blue Cross is a locally-based, not-for-profit organization, recognized as one of Saskatchewan's top employers, one of the top 100 companies in Saskatchewan, and one of Canada's top 100 brands as part of the Canadian Association of Blue Cross plans. Shelley, it is a great honor and a pleasure to have you on our podcast today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Shelley, tell us about your organization and the change journey that you've been leading at Saskatchewan Blue Cross since you started uh, Saskatchewan Blue Cross in 2020. Great. Thank you for that question. So there's been, um, there's always lots of change uh, when a new leader comes on board and, uh, and I'm happy to talk to that, but specifically the change journey that we've been on uh, over this past uh, year and a bit is developing the technology that our members want to support the exceptional member experience that we're that we're creating and really make it easier for our plan members to choose the right type and the right level of healthcare insurance for themselves and their families. So this technology journey that we're on will support that work. And we all know how important technology is. It's huge to us as all organizations. Uh, and when we think about the impact that it can make to our organization, you know, we're, we're really keeping in mind that Healthcare insurance is can be complicated, it can be complex, and there's a lot of choices out there. So we really want to make it easy for people to understand what we offer, make it easy to purchase, uh, give them more, more tools, more choices, more options, and we really want to make a difference uh, in people's lives, especially when they're going through serious health issues. When we when we think about all the major events in our lives that um, are are memorable to us, a lot of them are related to health. So we need to make sure at Saskatchewan Blue Cross we give them this experience that they deserve, so that we're helping them through those very difficult moments in their lives. And we, so we need to raise the bar inside our organization of how we deliver insurance and technology is uh, the way through. So our journey really is going to, is currently and will continue to be focused on integrating our systems, modernizing our legacy systems, and bringing in new and innovative functionality that will fundamentally change how we operate, 
how we deliver value to our plan members and how we can give back more to our Saskatchewan residents. You know, we, you, you mentioned that we've been around for 70 years. We're actually celebrating our, our 75th anniversary this year. And so when we reflect back in terms of how we were founded on the basis of a group of physicians that wanted to make meaningful difference in the lives of Saskatchewan residents and create more affordable, accessible um, uh, health care and insurance. It's all about raising the bar so we can um, honor that past, but um, deliver a lot more value. So that technology journey is going to help us do that. Um, I also like to emphasize that this is also a cultural journey uh, and a big change that we're going through because it's really having us uh, look at our um, challenging the status quo you know, push boundaries, uh, things that we've never thought of before, and really getting comfortable with trying out new things. Uh, insurance companies can be very traditional, very um, very focused on process and procedure and, and, and uh, uh, you know, having people fit into boxes. Um, and so what we're trying to move towards is we need to walk away from some of those legacy, long-standing business practices and processes that were built at a different time and may not be as relevant or, or efficient, um, uh, not productive, and certainly not always uh, member or customer-centric. Um, but this isn't just about shedding or, or, or uh, not honoring the past. It's really about leveraging this new technology so we can be more innovative and we um, and to do that we need to uh, invest a lot more in more state-of-the-art uh, technology to help us get there and get this get us there very quickly so we have a, a, a lot of work um, that we're unpacking right now and uh, so uh, initially this year we're really focusing on again elevating that experience reducing a lot of internal friction points and some barriers for us to be more, again, productive and efficient and, again, delivering more value and giving back more to the communities that have um, helped us be so successful over the past uh, 75 years. Great. Thank you for sharing, uh, Shelley, with us uh, about the changes that you are leading at Saskatchewan Blue Cross. What is driving change in your business and in the wider industry itself? Mm -hmm. From an industry perspective, uh, there's there's a there's a lot of change going on. But when I think of what's most predominant um, um, outside of the economic challenges that we're all facing um, this last few years, and of course the pandemic is a is a major impact. The ones that really come to mind are there's this accelerating pace uh, for 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 different channel delivery. So there's a lot more adoption of digital channels, um, which is where our um, members and new customers are wanting more convenience, more accessibility. They want to be able to access um, what they want, when they want, and how they want. Um, certainly, I, you know, I've mentioned about the pandemic, but part of channel delivery is also to look at how we can 
provide better access. And certainly there's been a lot of, of um, uh, interest and excitement around uh, virtual health delivery. So, you know, you can talk to a doctor live, you can get your prescription uh, refilled automatically, you can get all the, the health advice and counsel that you need by video or by telephone. Um, there's a lot more acceptance to that uh, new type of technology uh, in the last few years. And certainly um, there's a lot more partnerships with insurance companies working with um, what I call insurtechs. So, you know, you may have heard the terminology fintech. So insurtechs is about organizations that are trying to really create better and faster solutions to help organizations like I, like ourselves um, push out technology faster, uh, more innovative, and, and helping us think a little bit differently. The other trend is um, uh, consumers are, are expecting and wanting more control over their health. So we, we all know that health is a, what I consider our most precious commodity. Uh, good health is a predictor of success. And certainly uh, health insurance is not what it used to be 10 or even 20 years ago. So what consumers are asking for now is they want uh, insurance companies to focus more on prevention, more predictive insights, uh, more focus on health and wellness, um, instead of just helping them when they have a health uh, need. So we're, we're usually at the very end of the funnel. So someone gets sick, they need to utilize their benefits and we're paying out a benefit to them. Uh, they're asking us, which we want to be on the reverse end, how can we predict um, if people are um, uh, doing things or having practices that could impede their health? You know, could you Im imagine if we could provide more insight into health data, their data, that can that they can make better decisions about their health to prevent sickness, to prevent disease. So this is really, a, a, what I said, the most predominant trend that we're seeing and where we're really trying to drive our organization to. And lastly, um, uh, as every organization is, fa is facing, is a lot more intensity of competition. Um, and uh, in Canada, there, there would be around 160, 170 different life and, and health benefit insurers across the country. So there's lots of choice. There's lots of noise. And you've got Amazon um, bringing in health. You've got Apple now bringing in health and wellness focus. So, you know, how are we going to stand out in the crowd? How are we going differenti to differentiate ourselves with all those different options? So, you know, to stay relevant, to be more competitive, we need to invest more in this technology change journey so we can not just keep up, but get ahead of the competition. Great to hear about the drivers uh, of change uh, for your business industry. I, I've learned uh, quite a few uh, new things that uh, I was not fully aware of in the past. Um, what are the strategies you use to help people in your organization adapt to change? And what's been the impact? In, when I when I think of this, uh, you know, you've probably heard this term. You know, uh, life is a journey, change is a journey. And so when I think about the things that we're doing to help people adapt to change um, in our organization, is it's important that uh, uh, as myself as the CEO and and with my and with all my leaders is to understand that this change is not experienced as a single event or a single moment in time. It's a continuous journey. And it requires all of us, uh, this whole community of, of people and leaders that we have to make that happen. 
And, and while there's a variety of events that can create change within an organization, I talked about myself coming in as new in the organization and that brings in change, or we're, you know, you could be restructuring or updating processes or, or, or technology. Uh, all these changes can be, you know, uh, big or small, but what I have found most importantly to help people adapt to change is we, we need to lead with empathy. Um, and uh, so what I mean by that is um, you, um, there's a saying that people will never forget what you said uh, or they'll forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And so leading with empathy really fuels this connection. Um, and, and change can be traumatic. It can be, it can be emotional. It can be very difficult uh, for people to absorb um, that, that information in their lives. And so um, that, that catalyst for, for people to adapt to change is all about leadership. And so the, the strategies that I've always taken and, and emphasis in our organization is to build connection, to build joint ownership, to um, um, uh, get people involved in the change. And this has helped immensely with employees not just accepting change, but adopting and championing the, cha the changes with, even within their own teams or across the company. So when it, what comes to mind when I think about strategies or approaches is I tend to start with why. You know, this may sound really obvious to a lot of people, but I think sometimes we forget to really uh, define or ask ourselves why, you know, why this change and how this change can um, our, um, link to our, our vision and our strategy. Um, you know, what results are we going to anticipate with this change? So if you don't have a compelling reason, if you can't answer that question, how are you going to expect your employees to trust you, to follow you, or, or, or want to adopt the change that you're looking to bring in? So I always start with explain the why. Um, when you... And then after you get through talking about the why, it's really important to sit back and listen. And this is even just as critically important is it's not listening to respond back. It's really listening to understand. And so when we're bringing in change or talking about new changes is it's really important you pay really close attention to what people are saying are their pain points, their challenges, their, their, their must-haves, their, their concerns, their frustrations, or even fears. And by really truly intently listening to that and trying to tailor the change around to not just accommodate to, but to help people manage through that it resonates really really strongly and really powerfully so listening is as critically as important as talking about the change um, the other one uh, that i think about is um, when you think about the why is people want to uh, know what they're moving toward. What is the future vision? What is the big picture? So when I, when I think about maybe how mistakes I've made in the past about bringing in change is often, you know, as a leader, I'm thinking about the numbers, you know, what are we going to save? You know, what's our growth? What are the metrics? What are the percentages? Tell me about the numbers that this change will do. People aren't motivated by that language, and certainly employees don't want to hear about those numbers. They want to be inspired. They want to know that there's going to be meaning, that there's going to be purpose, that there's a real impact at the end of this change journey. And so while I may always have the numbers in the back of my head, I know that any change that we bring in requires some 
heavy lifting around communicating the why and really telling a compelling story of how this will take us uh, into the future or um, help provide a better experience or, or provide more purpose in terms of what we're doing. Um, one thing I've learned at this organization um, is, and any organization that's had a very long history, and you know, I've mentioned we're celebrating our 75th anniversary this year, is, you know, you can walk in as a new person and you want to, you know, quickly bring in change, you've, you've got these ideas and it's very easy for just to, you know, kind of run into and implement. Um, and it's really important, and I've learned this at our organization, is that if you just go and blasting, uh, about bringing change, but you're not um, acknowledging or um, valuating that past ways of doing things isn't about that it was wrong or inadequate or um, somebody didn't do something right. It was the right thing, the best thing, the, the, the right decisions at that time. And if you don't acknowledge that, I find bringing in change, it will leave people feeling uh, unacknowledged. Uh, and even potentially resentful. So you want to acknowledge the past. You want to recognize that it was good and right at that time, but you know, evolving to something that fits more current needs, uh, I have found is is really key. The um, the last one that I would mention that I think is probably my favorite w uh, strategy is involve them in the change. And I have found this works time and time after again because it's the right thing to do. So. Good leaders know how to involve employees very early on when you're going to be designing a change initiative. And ultimately, you want them owning the process. So what better group of people to, to talk about the change and get involved in it is the employees that are going to be on the receiving end. And uh, I have found when they're brought in early, they're contributing, they're sharing their voice, they're uh, providing their stamp of approval, and you know their kind of DNA is, is built into it. It's a really powerful moment when you're launching it knowing, uh, and employees knowing, that they were part of that. And uh, I've, we've done a, a lot of different uh, um, uh, workshops and initiatives where this made all the difference. It took a little bit more time. It certainly took a lot more work on our end to go through that process. Um, and it may have been faster just to launch the change, but it really uh, engaged them. It, they bought in and they've advocated for further changes with, again, this process of involving them, uh, empowering them to be part of the solution. So those are the things that, that I've really been focusing on and uh, um, what I find has really worked for me in the past. Now, thank you for sharing your wisdom and experience. Uh, Start uh, With Why uh, by Simon Sinek is one of my mm -hmm. favorite books. And I really like what you said about empathy and listening. Too often we listen and we're waiting to respond. And with, uh, and it's useful to focus when you're listening to understand. And that's great. Uh, what one piece of advice would you give other executives on the importance of supporting people during times of change? Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, what I've learned, and, and certainly, you know, both from, you know, past examples, but certainly this, you know, significant 
transformation of, of you know, reimagining uh, the future of Saskatchewan Blue Cross is um, my one piece of advice is demonstrate genuine concern. And this is, again, concern for the employees that are going to be on the receiving end and who you need to um, uh, implement and execute the change. So uh, we all know good bosses, good leaders, and, and Simon's a great example. I'm glad you brought him up. You know, he, he talks about, you know, you can't achieve your goals if if employees or people are not performing at their best. And again, in times of challenge and stress and, and a lot of change uh, that, that's being brought in is um, you as a leader need to uh, understand that um, employees can feel um, you know, frustrated and anxious and, and concerned and there's a lot of unknowns. So um, uh, to get in front of that, when I talk about demonstrating genuine concern is you have to be transparent and you have to be honest and you have to establish some level or again, not just some level, deep level communication with employees directly. Um, so, you know, uh, I use a lot of different channels, a, little, a lot of different methods to talk openly, talk regularly, both formally, informally about, you know, what we know, uh, what we don't know, and encouraging them to share their thoughts and feelings and ideas. So, you know, this has really uh, proved um, really well for me in terms of showing that we really care about our employees' welfare. We understand their concerns. You know, we're going to be there to help them. We're listening to them. We know these changes, big or small, can be very impactful and uh, and, and can sometimes be challenging to absorb. So, you know, um, uh, I've talked about earlier about, again, this intentional listening. So listening to really listen, not just waiting for you to respond to something, is a, is a signal of care. And, um, uh, you know, people want to know that you're, you're really going to take their feedback seriously, but also that you genuinely are interested and, and will want to incorporate it somehow. Um, at the end of the day, when you think about your relationship as a leader to, you know, uh, your, your employees, it's all about trust and empathy, as I've mentioned earlier. And if those two elements are not there, no matter how wonderful the change is or how well it's orchestrated or the money that you throw at it, that relationship will fail. And uh, it also will um, make your change initiative not only less effective, but it actually can end up being something that just um, doesn't uh, uh, fall in line very well. So I've always been focused on being very sincere, building that trust, being open and honest, and really making sure that you're listening to their concerns um, and incorporating that within their feedback. So that has worked uh, very well for me, again, when you're dealing with uh, change. And certainly, uh, we're, all, we're all going through that right now at, at different levels in, in this economy, in this pandemic, and, um, and, and trying to, you know, stay, stay alive, stay relevant, um, survive. And, um, and we all have to adapt uh, in, this, in this new times. And um, um, the key is being uh, genuine with your employees. Thank you, Shelley, for sharing your uh, very valuable insight. Thank you. I really appreciate the, the opportunity to talk to you today. Well, that's all for today's episode of How I Lead Change. 
Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Now go out there and be successful at change. Thank you.